of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Hello and welcome to episode 49. I am Mosh and let's just get right into speculation because the day this goes up, PlayStation will be holding their final state of play of the year. Are they going to go out with a bang? We will know those answers when this goes live. So right now, like I said, it's just speculation. So state of play on Tuesday and then on Thursday is the Game Awards, which we will see the winners of the awards, obviously. And then we will also get more announcements. So next week's podcast, there will definitely be things to talk about. The big 50, episode 50. So it should be packed. But we have some things to talk about this week. So let's talk about the state of play real quick. Rumor going around that Resident Evil 3 Remake will be revealed during it. And if it's not, then it will be revealed during the Game Awards. Some leaked images came out last week and they were from the PlayStation Store. So that's why people think it'll be state of play. Also during PlayStation's little celebration week for the 25th anniversary, they sent out a tweet that just mentions Resident Evil and shows a few of the games. And they didn't really mention any other games. So to have a tweet dedicated to Resident Evil's a little, uh, you know, might be a teaser. So whether it happens on Tuesday during state of play or Thursday during the Game Awards, Resident Evil 3 Remake is probably being revealed this week which seems pretty soon i mean resident evil 2 remake just came out this year what was it in january i thought we were still at least another year away from this or at least waiting until next gen but it seems like it's happening right now i know they can reuse a lot of stuff from two for three yeah this just seems really sudden so i guess we'll see what the release date is playstation also said in their blog post that There will be no mention of the PlayStation 5 during the state of play. They're not talking about it. Another thing people have brought up is that Ghost of Tsushima might be possibly shown again. Because we have not heard from that game in a while. I think it was E3 of last year. Yeah, it was E3 2018. And then after that, everything went silent. So we need some updates on Ghost of Tsushima. Will it happen during the state of play? We'll find out. Will a 25th anniversary edition of a PS4 console be revealed? Probably. PlayStation sent out a tweet about colored PS1s. Then they sent out a tweet about colored PS2 special edition thing. Then they sent out a tweet about a colored special edition PS3. And then they mentioned the 20th anniversary edition of the PS4. So that's leading up to some sort of announcement of a 25th anniversary edition. They're also talking about the way memory cards looked, and there's just a lot of interesting things happening right now. But the big thing I want to bring up is Resistance. (laughs) So Insomniac's been tweeting about Resistance quite a bit lately, and some people think Insomniac has uh, something up their sleeve for the state of play. Now, I don't think it's a new Resistance game, because I think they're making a new Ratchet & Clank, and they're working on Spider-Man, so they're pretty busy, but there could be remasters coming. Now, they don't make Resistance anymore. After they finished 3, Insomniac was like, we're done, it's over. They've tweeted about Resistance four times already this month, which I think is interesting, because why would you tweet about a game you don't really even make anymore? Maybe every now and then, but to keep doing it? I don't know. Like, one of them is a meme. It shows one of the Chimera, and it's like, feeling cute, might delete society later. Another one's... An instructional video on how to use the auger in Resistance 3. Why would you show an instructional video on Twitter about a game that came out in 2011? 
And then before that, they sent out a tweet saying to buy a Resistance 3 t-shirt. Why do they want people to buy t-shirts? Are you trying to get rid of what you have because you have new stock coming in? Because you're about to reveal something? Maybe I'm getting my hopes up. I, well, I am getting my hopes up. <laughs> hey, if it doesn't get revealed on Tuesday, if there's no Resistance remaster, it's solely on me. I brought this disappointment on myself, but I just, I don't know. I feel like something is brewing. I don't know if it's going to be Tuesday, but just sometime soon. Because usually when some sort of event happens, I'm like, oh yeah, Resistance Remaster, that'd be cool. And I think about it for a few seconds, and then I forget about it because I know it's not going to happen. Or I knew it wasn't going to happen anytime soon. But for this, I, I keep thinking about it. Like this morning I woke up and the very first thing I thought about was Resistance. Like I had to jump on the internet and see if anything leaked or just any information came out. That was the very first thing I thought of. I just keep thinking about it because I just, there's this feeling, a feeling of future disappointment. <laughs> I don't know, but this data plays at 6 a.m. I think the other ones were at 2 p.m., but for some reason this one's at 6 in the morning and no one seems to be questioning that. Like, why are they doing it so early? Maybe they have a jam-packed day that day. I don't know. So the past few state of plays, I did watch-alongs. I don't know if I'll do a watch-along to this one, because I'm not going to watch it at 6 in the morning. But if I'm able to avoid spoilers, which is going to be really hard to do, I will try to do one and then upload it on Wednesday. It's just going to be hard because I have to go on YouTube, then I have to go on their channel, and then, you know, for each thing they announce during the state of play, they release its own video. So I got to, like, not see those videos. I can't read the titles, can't see the thumbnails. Somehow find the state of play episode and just watch it. But yeah, I just have this feeling. I don't know what it is, but I think something's going to happen soon. It might not be Tuesday again, but just soon-ish. And I'm going to trust my instincts on this one. But I am ready to be disappointed. If Insomniac does have a special announcement for State of Play, I think it might have to do with Sunset Overdrive because that was an Xbox exclusive game. And now that they have been acquired by PlayStation, maybe they'll try to put a PS4 version out. I don't know if they have like a contract or whatever with Microsoft about that. I'm really not sure, but I think that could be the thing if they have an announcement. I don't know where people are getting that from. So Internet's going to Internet. There's a really good chance Insomniac doesn't even show anything at State of Play. <laughs> but again, I just think it's a little weird that they tweet so much about Resistance, a game that they don't make anymore, and they haven't had any sort of active connection with for eight years. Like, they still tweet about Ratchet & Clank, but Ratchet & Clank still exists. They tweet about Spider-Man, because Spider-Man obviously still exists. Resistance is supposed to be a thing of the past, but maybe to them it's not. Maybe they're just really proud of the games, which they should be, because they're good games. I guess we'll just wait and see, but again, by the time this episode goes up, we'll already have all the answers. So I'm either going to be a really happy person or a really sad person. Just like LeVar Ball said, we have to speak it into existence. With the first pick in the 2020 PS4 remaster draft, Mosh selects Resistance, and then the crowd goes wild. Jumping in here real quick during post-production to say that Insomniac has sent out yet another Resistance tweet, their fifth one of the month. It's Monday right now, and it says, That face when you notice there is only one pizza slice left. Does one pizza slice left mean one day left? Since State of Play is tomorrow? It also shows a picture of the Leviathan, which is the biggest enemy in Resistance. So is this picture and caption saying that something big is happening in one day? That's how I'm interpreting it. Am I looking into this way too much? Yeah, probably. No, I'm definitely looking into it too much. Do I really care? Not, well, not until the disappointment sets in, then I'll start to care a little bit. 
I have a resistance poster that I never hung up and I'm going to hang it up right now and just pretend it's like a bat signal and hopefully that helps. Anyway, let's move on to things that are actually confirmed. So the new season for Destiny 2 starts on December 10th and ends on March 9th. It's called Season of Dawn and he's back. The man, the myth, the legend, Saint-14. So Saint-14 is a character in Destiny. He has gone down as being one of the greatest titans to ever live and one of the greatest guardians. So you heard about him in Destiny 1, you heard about him in Destiny 2. They brought him in for the first expansion of Destiny 2, Curse of Osiris. And once you finally see him, he's dead. So they build this dude up to be one of the greatest to ever do it, and they kill him. This made a lot of people mad, including myself. Well, in this new season, you have a chance to save him. So one of the enemies you defeated last season, like once you killed it, it completely changed the timeline and all that because you're dealing with the Vex and the Vex deal with time. So killing that enemy like warped everything. So now you can go and actually save Saint-14 and he'll be alive again. See, to me, this is all a build up to the fight against the darkness or Destiny 3 because you hear about like these legendary people and now they're actually showing up in the game to like team up with you and go to war. Like we heard about Osiris, now he's in the game. We always heard about Anna Bray, now she's in the game. Heard about Saint-14, now he's in the game. So if you don't own the season pass, then this season will cost $10. And I'm pretty sure Bungie said every season going forward would be 10 bucks. So what you get if you own this season is you get a new exotic scout rifle called the Cemetery. You get access to a new six player activity called the Sundial. New exotic quests, new seasonal armor sets, and new ornaments, new triumphs, new bounties, and seasonal lore books, an exotic emote, ghost, ornament, and a finisher, and of course additional things in between. If you're just a free player, you still get seasonal rank rewards. You get the seasonal artifact, the Lantern of Osiris, which people that get the season pass also have. You get to help Osiris fix the timeline by restoring obelisks on four destinations. You get seasonal armor and you get to progress through season ranks to also earn the exotic scout rifle, the Symmetry. So if you get the season pass, you get that exotic scout rifle right away. If you don't get the season pass, then you can still get it, but you have to play a little bit more. So there's 100 tiers again, and it's very similar to last season. Some armor, weapons, ornaments, upgrade materials, other materials, engrams, glimmer, legendary shards, bright dust, you know, all that stuff. It's pretty much the same, just slight differences and then on december 17th through january 14th is the dawning event which is like their kind of christmas thing on christmas eve iron banner starts up again on january 7th a new exotic quest for a gun which looks like a sidearm then january 28th another one for a gun called the bastion i don't it might be an auto rifle i'm not entirely sure and then the the sidearm's called devil's ruin and then on February 11th through the 18th is their Crimson Days event, which is like their Valentine's Day thing. So the Crimson Days, the Dawning, and Iron Banner are available to everyone. And then everything else is you have to own the season pass. Or you have to own the season, but within the season is the season pass, which is what you rank up. But you can also buy a season pass, which you get four seasons within it. But we're already done with one season, so it's, it's very confusing. Have I ever mentioned that Bungie's not good at explaining things? Alright, moving on to Red Dead Online, and this irritates me because they announced a new role, and I was going to make a video a few weeks ago where I was going to give my thoughts on what possible new roles could be in the future, and one of them was going to be transporting moonshine, 
and sure enough they announce the next role is transporting moonshine i i, I should just made the video my other role was going to be fisherman i think they could add something involved fishing and then you gotta think of like the unlocks you get so i'm just gonna say it all right now why not i think you could get a boat like the first boat you get would be the canoe and then later on in the unlocks you can get the small fishing boat maybe a different fishing pole because they all look the same so maybe you get a little different design i think a reinforced fishing line would be cool if you already know how to fish in the game your line really doesn't ever break but maybe they can adjust that so that having a reinforced line is better and then of course they have clothing in the unlocks as well maybe you can have a hat with like your lures on it or I don't know something like that and then if you want to spawn your boat in because you can't be hauling a boat around on ground that just wouldn't make sense so to spawn your boat in you basically just go to one of the docks and then there'd be like a sign somewhere and you go up to it and it just say spawn your boat in and then it spawns it right there and then for the moonshine role i was basically going to say it's like an extension of a trader role but instead of delivering goods you just deliver moonshine but anyway the moonshine thing is real and it's coming december 13th so i will now read about it in an America not yet fully governed by law, opportunity abounds for the lawless. Wild open space ready and waiting for the ruthless and ambitious to carve a new future for themselves. How better to pick your fortune than to become a black market moonshiner, the all-new frontier pursuit coming to Red Dead Online on December 13th. Establish your own bootlegging business in this new specialist role, an ideal fit for players progressing along the trader path or anyone seeking a property to call their own. Unlock unique role specific skills as you perfect your distillation methods, avoid the law, and put rival peddlers out of business. If you're lucky, you might survive long enough to open your own speakeasy. Any active trader who has completed a cell mission or reached rank 5 in the trader progression will receive an introduction via Crips to meet the infamous Maggie Fike, an experienced bootlegger with the scars to prove it down at Emerald Ranch. Maggie's got the connections and the knowledge to help you get your business up and running. Purchase a moonshining shack and you will be on your way. To passers-by, the shack is an unassuming dwelling, the main floor acting as a front with all the details of an ordinary homestead. The basement, however, is where you'll ultimately get down to business. Owning and operating the moonshine business is just part of your role. You'll also work with Maggie through a series of story missions to be played solo or cooperatively as you help her get revenge on those who try to take her down. As you grow the business and eliminate a rival operation, you'll learn new recipes and techniques that help make your moonshine the best by a country mile. You'll also have the opportunity to set up your own underground bar, serving your own shine with customizable decor and the option to add a country band complete with dance floor to entertain your friends and clientele. Look for much more to come to Red Dead Online alongside Moonshiners on December 13th, including Outlaw Pass number 2, New Moonshiner Roll Unlocks, the new Navy Revolver, additional clothing options, and an increase in the amount of outfit slots in your wardrobe. So with that little part right there, more outfit slots, that means you can just add more clothing to your character. Another outlaw pass, which is going to be cool. First one was really easy to level up. A new weapon, and then you can have your own property now with the moonshine business. And you can have your own country band playing in a dance floor. I wonder how much that is all going to cost. This is very GTA Online. Makes sense. It's Rockstar. They're obviously going to take some things from GTA Online and implement them into Red Dead Online and just switch it up for the timeline. 
But yeah, I'm sure it's going to cost a pretty penny to get this all up and running and to maintain it. So I'm not looking forward to that, but I know how to make easy money. I made guides on it. It's the collector role. If I need money, I know how to get it. So yeah, I will definitely be checking that out on December 13th. Alright, next up we have some news about MLB The Show. Major League Baseball, the Major League Baseball Players Association, Sony Interactive Entertainment, and San Diego Studio jointly announced today that they have entered into multi-year extensions to continue development and distribution of MLB The Show, the award-winning officially licensed video game. In addition, the historic expansion of the long-standing partnerships will bring MLB The Show, for the first time ever, to additional console platforms beyond PlayStation platforms as early as 2021. Complete details will be announced at a later date. San Diego Studio has been creating officially licensed baseball video games enjoyed by millions of fans for more than 20 years. So yes, MLB The Show will be coming to other consoles in the future. No longer just on PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo both tweeted about this, so it is safe to say that MLB The Show will be coming to Xbox and Nintendo. So that's pretty cool. I don't think Nintendo really has many sports games other than like Mario Tennis and Wii Sports and that kind of stuff. I know Madden used to be on Nintendo, but I don't think any of the Madden games have been on Switch, so they're missing out on the sports market. And it says as early as 2021, so you still gotta wait a little while. But uh, Xbox and Nintendo, you are up to bat. I really should have let that pun go. Yard, because it was a home run. Moving on. And lastly, a brand new Bioshock game has been announced. It is being developed by a new 2K studio called Cloud Chamber. And they said not to expect this game anytime soon. It is still several years away. They did not say if this would be a continuation of previous Bioshock games or if it's its own new thing. They just said it's the next iteration of Bioshock. They did, however, say that creative director Ken Levine, who worked on the other Bioshock games, is not affiliated with this game at all. It's basically a new team, a new vision, possibly a whole new direction. So we'll see what happens in several years, I guess. Why they decided to announce this now, I don't know. Alright, let's move over to music. So this past week, Spotify released their Wrapped, where they show you your top bands or top artists and top songs of this past year. They also did one for the entire decade, which I thought was really cool. I didn't know they were doing that. And other music platforms did the same thing. Apple Music, uh, Pandora, like they all did their year in review thing, but I don't use those. I use Spotify, so... That's what I'm going to talk about. So for this year, my most listened to band was Slipknot. Surprise. My most listened to song was Orphan from Slipknot's new album, which I said was the best song on the album. So, surprise. <laughs> I listened to 67,104 minutes, which is actually down from last year. I think last year was my highest at 97,000. I knew it was going to be decreased though because I've been doing a lot more editing this year and I can't listen to music while I edit because I need to hear what I'm editing. I need to hear the audio of what I'm saying or what other people are saying so I can't be listening to music. And my top genre was alternative metal. And now for the decade. I started using Spotify in 2013 so it's not a full decade but it's a good chunk of it. Most listened to band was Slipknot. Shocking. Number two was Trivium. Shocking. That is my number one and number two favorite bands. (laughs) 
Number three was Avenged Sevenfold. Number four was Stone Sour. And number five was Metallica. And now my top five most listened to songs ever on Spotify are All Out Life by Slipknot at number one, which came out last year, Halloween of last year. So it took one year for that song to bump up to number one. And what I learned is when Spotify takes these stats for their year in review thing, it starts tracking on January 1st and it ends on Halloween. So anything you listen to in November doesn't count towards these. Anyway, continuing on. Number two most listened to song ever is He Is by Ghost. Number three is Rats by Ghost, which also came out last year and already jumped up to number three. I don't even remember listening to Rats that much on Spotify, but apparently I did. Number four is Dark Matter by The Word Alive. And number five is Anti-Everything by Dead. And my most listened to genre is Alternative Metal. So those are my Spotify stats, and I also released my top five albums of the year. Number five, what could number five be? After The Burial had a good album, Crystal Lake had a good album, Periphery had a good album, Whitechapel, Fit for an Autopsy, Shadow of Intent, all had good albums. But I'm giving the number five slot to the Australians, Northlane with their album Alien. This is, in my opinion, their best album, and it deserves a spot on this list. Number four goes to the return of As I Lay Dying with their album Shaped by Fire. Like this isn't a return to form for them, but in a way it is because they were gone for so many years because Tim was in prison. So for them to come back and still like maintain their sound and put out a really good album, like that's kind of impressive. They didn't lose their way. So number four slot As I Lay Dying. Number three, Bad Omens with Finding God Before God Finds Me. It was a really good second album from them. It's on par with their first album, which was my number one of 2016. But this is number three this year because there are two albums that are better. Number two is Strength in Numbers by Fever333, their debut album for this band. The members have been in other bands that have released albums, but for this particular band, it is their debut. This album came out near the beginning of the year, and I've had almost the whole year to digest it, listen to it, take it all in, and it is still sitting at the number two spot. I never got sick of it. I still listen to it. It's just that good. Now to number one. Who has taken the number one spot? The best album of 2019, in my opinion, is Pressure by Wage. I'm just kidding. It's not Pressure by Wage. Are you kidding me? Number one, We Are Not Your Kind by Slipknot. I mean, come on, what'd you think it was going to be? what do you really think it was going to be? I really have nothing to say about it because I reviewed all of these albums except the Northlane one, which I, I don't remember. Actually, I think the Northlane album either came out the same day as the Slipknot album or Bad Omens album. All three came out within like a week of each other, so I think I was just more focused on the other albums, which is why I didn't review Northlane's album, but the other four I did review, and I gave my thoughts on those in the reviews. So, they're on the YouTube channel somewhere. Next year's gonna be nuts, though. If a band does not release an album called Hindsight, I'm gonna be mad. You can't live in the year 2020 and not have an album called Hindsight. But yeah, the band's gearing up to release new albums next year. Good God almighty. And some of them early in the year, which makes me really happy. Like Ocean Grove, for example, they did an interview on Australian radio recently, which I listened to. <laughs> what, you're not up at one in the morning listening to Australian radio? What's wrong with you? Australian radio is different, too. They're talking about, like, surfing, horse racing. 
serial killers. It's really interesting stuff over there. Anyway, they went on there and they said that the album will be out early next year. And they actually revealed the name of the album, which I thought was Taste the New Flavor. Because that's what it said on the music video for Junkies in the description before Unified removed it. I saw it with my own two eyes. I should have screenshotted it, but I didn't for whatever reason. So I just assumed that was the name of the album. Well, they announced the name of the album, and it's not Taste the New Flavor. They said the name of the new album is Flip Phone Fantasy, which has to be the greatest album name I've ever heard. And the interviewer even asked them if they were joking, (laughs) and they said no. So I don't know what to believe. It's such a weird title, but it's also right up their alley, so I guess it makes sense. It doesn't, but I guess it does. So that's happening early next year. The Dudes in Dead just wrapped up their new music video, and they said something's coming really soon. So I'm obviously excited for that. Next year, it's just it's jam-packed with music and video games. But that is all I have for music this week. I'm actually just going to make my weekly pick this week. Ocean Grove, a specific song. You're more than welcome to check out the whole band, all their songs, but I'm going to recommend a specific song. So this was the second song I ever heard by them. The first song was called Intimate Alien. I was like, wow, that's a weird title for a song. So I checked it out and I really liked it. And YouTube had been recommending me one of their songs for a long time and I never listened to it. So after I listened to that song, I went on YouTube And sure enough, this other song was still being recommended to me. And I said, well, I like that song, so I'll check this one out. And that was it. YouTube read me like a book, and I've been a fan ever since. The song is called Lights On Kind of Lover, and it's just that good. I had the song on repeat for a few days. This is the older version of the band. The guy that does the screams in the song is no longer in the band. And the bass player that does the chorus is now the full-time vocalist. So if you listen to current Ocean Grove, you hear the chorus guy all the time and no more screams. It's a weird video. The song has weird lyrics. Well, a lot of their songs have weird lyrics and a lot of their videos are also weird. They're just a weird band, alright? But they're good. They're really just having fun though. Like, they're not weird because they're actually weird and they need to be on some sort of a watch list or anything. They're just having fun which then leads them to being weird i don't know they're just good the song's good just check them out all right get hyped up for the new album early next year all right time for my weird story of the week a banana duct taped to a wall was sold by an artist for a hundred and twenty thousand dollars the installation by italian artist Maurizio catalan went on display at the Art Basel Miami Beach exhibition this week. Organizers say two editions of the work called Comedian each sold for around $120,000 and the price of a third edition has now reportedly been raised to $150,000. I'm just going to repeat that real quick. A banana duct taped to a wall. Alright, continuing on. Catalan previously created the Solid Gold Toilet which was stolen from Blenheim Palace in Oxfordshire earlier this year. A spokeswoman said after a 15-year hiatus, Maurizio has returned to the International Art Fair and we are so fortunate to collaborate with him. The banana is many things, a symbol of global trade, a witty double entendre, and a classic device for humor. Maurizio takes mundane objects and transforms them into vehicles of both delight and critique. 
I love the way art people talk because they're so weird. Mm, yes, vehicles of both delight and critique. What is that even? It's a banana duct tape to a wall. A vehicle of delight and critique. Jesus Christ. Art journalist Sarah Cascone said the artwork was the talk of the town in Miami right now. Are right, you guys over all the Colombian cocaine? Now you're talking about duct tape bananas? It would make sense that a duct tape banana is the talk of the town in Florida. I didn't even realize this was a Florida story until I started reading it. I wasn't purposely scoping out Florida stories, it just happened. Alright, where was I? Uh, the first edition was sold to a French woman, while the second edition was sold to a French man. Ooh, the French getting a little rowdy out here buying bananas. Catalan, who picked the banana for his artwork from a Miami supermarket, has reportedly decided to sell the third one to a museum, with two institutions already having expressed interest. He said he had been working on the idea for about a year. Nice one, dude. It took you a, a year. He said, wherever I was traveling, I had this banana on the wall. I couldn't figure out how to finish it. In the end, one day I woke up and I said, the banana is supposed to be a banana. Deep words right there. Really hit me in the soul. A banana is supposed to be a banana. Maurizio Catalan, 2019. Gallery owner Emmanuel Perotin, who has worked with Catalan for more than 25 years, dismissed the idea that the artwork is a joke, telling Artnet that every aspect of the work was carefully considered from the shape of a fruit to the angle it has been fixed with duct tape to the wall to its placement. Comedian is sold with a certificate of authenticity and owners can replace the banana as needed. So there's been an update to this deeply unsettling story. A man took the banana off the wall and he ate it. That's it. That was the update. And that's how a Florida story ends. That is also how this episode ends. So with that said, I am out of here. You can listen to this on YouTube. Apple Podcast, iTunes, which I think are the same thing. I don't know what the difference is. It's all Apple at the end of the day. Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, all that good stuff. Links in the description, of course. And as always, I will talk to you guys later. Later.